Welcome to another episode of Talk Toby to Me. I'm Jess. And I'm Meg, and we're two sisters that love to talk all things business, mindset, self-development, and everything in between. This is normally part of our weekly phone catch-ups, but hot girls don't gatekeep, so we've decided to bring our combos to you. Hey, Sissy Bay. And today we are joined also by two very special women in our lives and business, my assistant and salon coordinator, Emily. Hi, guys. And my assistant coach, Shioni. Hi. I feel like we were just introducing wrestlers. <laughs> you, know when, <laughs> you know when they do the big, when they've got the song, we should put a song behind each of those. Give it a go. <laughs> Female Fight Club. So we're going to talk today about how to create a good working environment and the key elements to a successful employee slash employer relationship. But before we get into that, um, Sissy, do you want to give us your weekly update? Um, This week was a really busy week in terms of clients. So I was like back to back Tuesday to Thursday, then being hounded by Emily when I'd wrap up for the day to do like whatever projects we're working on. Um, so a very tiring week in that regard, but very productive, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Monday was, I kicked off the one-on-one mentorship calls. So that, those calls really light me up. Like literally, I think I messaged, I might've messaged both of you. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Mate. Uh, yeah. I just really, I feel like the mentorship client just got so much out of it in such a short time. So it was really fulfilling in that regard. Um, and I'm just super excited to get stuck into that with my mentorship clients because there's so much that they can do from like a back-end logistical perspective and then of course progressing in their PMU skills Um, and then on the back of that I spent the afternoon training Emily in ombre brows so she did one in the morning on her own while I was doing the calls and whatnot and then she did one with me in the afternoon and I feel like it works really well when we do it like that because she gets a chance to kind of have a go on her own obviously she's capable of doing it on her own or I wouldn't just leave her but she's at the level where she can treat a client on her own so she did the first one on her own and then it kind of allows her to troubleshoot on her own and then refine in the following treatment with myself because if I'm always with my staff or students I find that they rely on me to kind of troubleshoot for them and they never get to that point where they can troubleshoot themselves. So I feel Mm. like it kind of pushes them to that next level of resolving their own struggles or whatever during a treatment. So I feel like you really benefit from those. Definitely. Yeah. So then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was back to back with clients and we have like our normal meetings on those three days. And then we also went live with the starting to market me working out of the Gold Coast once per month so I've obviously talked about it on the pod before yeah so excited but we actually started the social media marketing for that so um the books are open for once per month um out of GC Skin Boutique on the Gold Coast we like were kind of liaising with um the social media manager for that clinic this week sending her like our photos and collateral for them to kind of push their own marketing as well for me coming into their space we I think I said on the last app I've been trying to film all the consults and make them into like a TikTok friendly kind of before and after with a consult included so Emily's I don't know for some reason she likes doing the social media yeah like editing and clipping all of the videos to get them ready for you to review them (laughs) pretty much (laughs) yeah I feel like Emily's weeks like we we've kind of built the week around how they kind of tend to pan out which we'll talk about when we're talking about structure and whatever but um I feel like for you a Tuesday is very much getting back to all the inquiries because it's been like a couple of days since we've been open so there's usually dms emails facebook messages etc etc to get back to and so Tuesday and sometimes Wednesday are very like inquiry and client focused and then like maybe the back end of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is like projects, content and like business, like development kind of Mm, work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How's your week been, Sissy? Lots on, lots happening, very busy. On Saturday after we recorded last episode, I caught up with a client turned girlfriend who's now doing a bit of work 
as well within the business. So she's a registered psychologist and we collaborated on one of the courses that I launched at the start of the year called Nutrition Codes. They, her and her business partner did some modules on, you know, the psychology side of nutrition and that whole journey. And so we caught up and I just love the expansive combos that we have when we catch up for starters. But then we also spoke about her doing a little bit more work ongoing. So we are just trialing at the moment, doing fortnightly Facebook lives in our Facebook group for clients. And she's just going to pick a topic that's, you know, prevalent at the time and just speak on it and then give the group some kind of ask or, you know, something to think about for the following two weeks until the next call. Um, so we did the first one last night and I, we were a little bit unsure about the impact that it will have just because we've done a lot of group zoom calls in the past, but that's more interactive. Whereas obviously a Facebook live, you're just like talking to the group and people were quite engaging in the comments, which is good. It's just, yeah. So we're just going to trial that. We're going to do a few months of fortnightly lives and then we might switch to like group zooms and just kind of see what what all our clients get the most out of. So that's a cool addition to the business. And then on, I can't remember what day, someday through the week, we booked our Japan trip. On Wednesday it was. Yes. I'm so jealous. But I also was like, why did they book it through Flight Center? That's so random. Oh, look, I am in diet brain mode at the moment. So I know I planned a whole six month travel for Jaden and I, but uh, we were trying to look at everything and just coordinating it with so many other people as well, because we've got quite a big group that are going. I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Like, let's just go to Flight Center. Then it's their responsibility. They yeah. coordinate it. Yeah. And I kind of regret, to be honest, like old mate oh. just wanted to chat. Like, we were there for like two hours and I was like, we said about five times, like, make has to go. Like, we got to go. But anyway, he obviously just wanted to, you know, he needed a friend. <laughs> he really needed a friend. But it's so funny because what did you say? Oh, he was like to us, oh, who should I send the, who should I put down as, like, the contact? Me. She only was like, me, definitely me, like, piped in before I could say anything. I think you need to give some context because as soon as I, like, asked the question about the flight center thing, I was like, I'm fucking glad that Meg is not responsible for booking any of this trip. <laughs> so Meg has a great track record of fucking up flights. And I'm not even exaggerating. Like, I don't even know how this happens. No. And then the flights it. fuck her too. So, I mean, it's like both ways. Yeah. Definitely both ways. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck but a lot, a lot of them are her. Like, you booked a flight for February instead of December. Like. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally Meg's toxic trait. Yeah. yeah. She so, doesn't have many, but that's one of them. But that's why, what did he say? He said something funny about it. <laughs> I was just like, we know our roles. <laughs> I was like, yeah. We know our dynamics. Yeah. So I'm so excited for that because, I've, as I've said on previous apps, the snow is literally my happy place. And Japan's been on my travel list for a long time so we're doing I think five days in Tokyo oh I'm, I love it I'm so jealous eight days eight days mm-hmm. in the Seco which is the snow and it will be first time snowboarding slash skiing for Shioni and Jaden which is fun oh, are you like Meg where you're quite capable of these things or are you like me where you kind of your feet connected or you're retarded <laughs> what do you think what do you think I don't know it depends on the thing like I think I pick things up pretty quick I've skied before so yeah see I can ski but I cannot snowboard like if my feet are connected yeah that's not it for me <laughs> well I can't skateboard so that concerns me and that's how I feel when I skateboard but you like, can ski when we go yeah but also sorry did you say you can ski <laughs> look I, I use that sentence lightly <laughs> Wait, I'm like a pro water skier though. Like I'm like an elite level water ski, single water ski, double water ski. I'm good on the water because I'm not worried about falling, but I have this irrational fear of falling onto the ground. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um, So you're snowboard. I can ski, water and snow. 
like I'm like, <laughs> like I haven't tried um snowboarding but I can skateboard so surely oh, wow. yeah I grew up well I feel like because I grew up with brothers I just had to yeah right yeah had to be doing it <laughs> that's giving what you were saying before about wrestling like I was always wrestled by oh, I was like inside I was like inside vacuuming or something and then I was out on the front yard and our neighbours would be like cheering on like tackling my brother on the ground. <laughs> I was not that kid. Um, so anyway, yesterday I had a meeting with the videographer that we are using for this weekend because we've got our group shoot this week weekend. So excited we're leaving for that after this. So update next episode. You know what was another funny thing that happened this week? Dad's message. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> so dad messaged us randomly yesterday, like in a group chat, out of the blue, message saying things I hate, bed clothes over my toes, steak on top of my chips, bending down under low branches, cutting a grape song short on the radio, coffee coming out after the meal arrives, and not being able to capture the sunset in a photo. <laughs> I said the the, the what what do you say bending under branches? Yeah, literally, because he's a giant. And then I'm like, Dad, you need a things I love list too, otherwise that's just depressing. And then <laughs> I sent him my love and hate list, and on my hate list is thongs, like the shoes. And so he just sends me this photo of his thongs, like his feet <laughs> and his thongs, and I'm like traumatized. <laughs> and then he goes, I'll get to the love list, but the hate list is easier. <laughs> and actually my update segues into my gratitude I was saying to Shioni when we booked Japan like I'm so fucking grateful that I've got a group of friends that I can go and travel with and like we catch up you know for birthdays and stuff and we've got like this really good fun like-minded group and I remember growing up it sounds weird but I always wanted that like I would see other people they have these really close like groups of friends and I was like I'm so fucking grateful that we have that and we can yeah, I was actually thinking that when you posted it I was thinking that's so nice that you have that group yeah because obviously or for anyone who doesn't know this thing we went to America Nick and I went to America over Christmas and then literally like eight other people decided to come like from this group and we're all just reliable like we follow yeah, through it's not like I think a lot of people have those friendship groups mm-hmm. where they'll like talk about it and they'll talk about it but they'll never actually book it or no one will take charge but we actually yeah. all follow through yeah I love that actually yeah so grateful for that what's yours sissy I'm just so grateful for the one-on-one portion of the mentorship program because I fucking find those calls that are like the one-on-one scenario like they just light me up so much and it was just so, so fulfilling. Like, I just honestly love, love mm. doing them. I've got one after this. I think I mentioned that already. Like, it just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like it's the part of my business that lights me up the most. Yeah, I feel that in my soul. Em, mm. what are you grateful <laughs> for? Um, I have, like, two things that I thought about that I am grateful for this week overall. But the first one is my partner, Ben, because in like a personal fact of that I'm pregnant, I've had a really good pregnancy. I've not been like sick or anything like that. So, but it like, I feel like it brings up a lot of like emotional things. So like having an emotional support is like wild compared to like not having it there at all, which I feel like is really stepped up and like shown that obviously over the past, I don't even know how many months pregnant I am now. I'm like nearly 30 weeks pregnant so I feel like he's really stepped up but I feel like it was like not like not shocking because he's like that anyway but it was really good that he could like step up and show that and then my other one is having Jess as my trainer and helping me succeed I feel like because obviously there's been a couple of weeks where we're like learning um, ombre but also like refining still with microblading and things like that it's just always giving me your time to like help me make sure I succeed in those things as well instead of like letting me just go so I feel like it's really nice to have someone to it's like obviously showing up and cares about you succeeding instead of oh I love that work it out I'm just going to do the like happy wet eyes <laughs> <laughs> um, oh I love that 
my gratitude so I'm going to give two as well but I mean one of them is pretty superficial but hot water bottles because I had some oh. fucked cramps last night oh, yeah. I never used to use them but yesterday I was like I don't think I can get to sleep without it and Jaden went downstairs and got got one for me got it all made up oh, and, oh he's so good I was like I I can't move so can you can you get me my hot water bottle um so that was a game changer and actually got me to sleep and gave me some relief and then the second, I want to say the diversity that I have in my week. So mm. I'm definitely not a kind of person who like looks forward to the weekend or is like counting down the days through the week. Um, just because like a bit of backstory, like I work three jobs. So I do online coaching for Meg. Um, I work as a cosmetic injector and I work as like a clinical nurse as well. So my week, I actually get to do like a couple of days in all of those roles and I just love being able to have like those differences throughout the week. And I never get like, I never feel like it's monotonous and all of those roles like light me up. So I just get so much satisfaction from all of them. Also, I just realized we need to give you a little plug because Tioni was actually the brain behind the (gasps) podcast name. Oh yes. True. Yeah, we put a post on the Instagram saying give us your suggestions, and we ended up choosing the one that she only commented. I died, I was so excited. (laughs) I literally like had it on it because Meg, you must have started the Instagram and then started following me, and it was just like that was how I I realized because it said talk Toby to me, started following you, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) screenshot of it and sent it straight to Meg, being like. You're going to be asking for a cut when we make it big, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Why ahead of you? I think I said. So good. Um, so do you want to kick off the main part of the app with how you came to work for me? So I got my brows done by Jess four or five years ago now, I'd say. And I remember then speaking to... Been, you were an OG client then. Yeah, you were at Shell Harbour, like doing feathering yeah doing feathering so feathering client OG and I remember speaking to you being like I really want to like do that blah 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 and you're like do it like you would like yeah whatever and it's always played like in the back of my head and I've always been in like management roles and like doing other stuff so I thought that's what I was like meant to do kind of thing because that's just what I'm good at and then I seen you posted about like someone coordinator personal assistant like when you posted that you were hiring for that and I was like I am getting this job <laughs> like I'm not settling for not getting this job and so I was but I was like I saw it and then like obviously applied and whatever and then I pretty much left my job at the time because I wasn't happy anyway there was like a lot going on and I was like I'm just gonna leave and then I'm just going to hope that I get it kind of thing. Like I didn't have a plan. It was the first time in my life that, cause I'm a very like. I was just going to say that's really off brand for you. Yeah. You're very sensible. I'm so like, everything's got a plan. Like, and I'm never just wild. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm just leaving my job. And so I left and then I had the interview and then you were fitting out the salon at the time. In between that, I like worked a little bit and an accountant, never again, toxic AF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I actually interviewed Emily and then decided not to hire while I finished fitting out the salon and kind of parked that process. So I interviewed a bunch of people and I was like, not right now. So you that's when you went and got that other job. I yeah. So yeah, I was like working at this other job for like I think it was like six or eight weeks. It was not long. And then I was already not enjoying it. And then I just remember seeing you it was like must have been an email or a message or something and you're like hey do you want to come in for like a second interview like yeah yeah yeah. I went and then obviously ended up offering me the role I just straight away left the job the next day I was just like the other job that I had was like see ya but I feel like I fully manifested it that I was like going to end up here and then I don't know it's just got like it's just always it's just yeah the rest is history like (laughs) And I, I feel like it was a manifestation. I actually remember you saying that to me the first, for the first yeah. time. And I was like, that is amazing. Yeah, which is like wild. But I feel like that's actually how it worked out. Because it was like five years ago, it'd been on my brain. Somehow I'm going to work for House of Browse. 
That is crazy. Not a, she's not ago. a woo-woo gal either. So like yeah. for her to say that is like, it's like very grounded, like sensible gal. So yeah. for her to be like, I manifested that. I was like, oh, I love that. What about you, Shioni? How did you come to work for MGTVY? Well, I first met Meg on a, what was it? Um, oh, the HFS Christmas party. So Meg and I, it's a warm summer night. Meg got drunk. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Oh, God. <laughs> I was so intimidated. I was like, who is this girl? Um, so Meg and I, we met through bodybuilding. So we had the same coach um, when we did bodybuilding shows. That's how we met. And that was the first time we met. And the second time we met, you bought me Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like you got it sent to my house. And I was like, oh my God, my heart just exploded. Like, <laughs> I love you so much. I don't remember that. It kind of sounds like you're telling how you started dating. Oh, well, I mean, well, it's relationships. So. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> um she knew the way to my heart that's for sure yeah I've, I've got a gift giving is not my receiving love language but I am a gift giver for sure for sure me trying to think of the last gift I got I, when you came out I got you the towel and the fucking <laughs> stuff. oh my god it was so nice yeah you did you're right and actually before the last time you came up I gave you I bought you a towel and a book yes you're actually fucking spot on Jeez. <laughs> love that so I was hiring for my first coach at the end of 2020 and I, she only had, I think you'd said that you were keen on the job, but not actually applied properly. Yeah. And so I had actually heaps of applicants and I ended up kind of just dismissing the fact that she only had yeah. <laughs> said that because I was like, oh, you know, I don't want to. I already had my own coaching business, so I was still like nursing full time, but on the side, I was still PTing and running my own online business. So I think you were kind of like, you've already got your own business going. And also it was more so like, I was like, oh, I don't really want to be a boss of one of my friends. So I may as well just, I've got all these other applicants. I will just like pick from them instead. Yeah. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I said anything for the first time that you hired. It was the second time that I was like. Yeah. And then the first girl I hired ended up not working out so diplomatic <laughs> I think it was hard because you were so excited about that hire you felt really connected with her and and as Meg's friend like she talked to us about it like she didn't I remember this too. my gut at the start was like this is the girl like from her first interview to her third like I kind of almost had what's it called bronze like oh rose Rollin. Yeah. yeah bronze goggles <laughs> Bronze goggles, got glasses. Is that it? Bronze goggles, that's a new one. And so then I started to really question and doubt my own intuition moving forward because I remember having conversations with you, Jess, about being like, like I couldn't really, I, I lost a lot of trust in my own, in myself yeah. and my own decisions. Yeah. But it was like in hindsight, the best thing ever because now I just, and we'll get into it obviously in this episode, I just feel so confident. I'm so fucking happy with, how it all worked out and like mm-hmm. I've always said that I'm such a big believer in everything happening exactly when and how it should and it's just I such a good example that. of that yeah so then Shioni and I and two, uh, three other girls have a group chat who are like some of our closest girlfriends and I was telling them what happened and then Shioni messaged me separately saying like, that I'm literally keen yeah like actually serious about it and I was a little bit apprehensive at the start because I was like, oh, it's still obviously still one of my really good friends. Like, do I want to risk that? Um, and so what happened with the first girl really made me super clear on what I wanted mm, I from the employee. Yeah. yeah. And also super clear on what I wanted that role to look like. Yeah. So we had a call. Um, Because I said, like, let's have a meeting and map out exactly what it will look like. And I was like, I'm going to be super upfront with what I want this to look like because obviously we don't want to, like, jeopardise our friendship. Yeah, love that. And then I think from my perspective too, like, I'd thought about it when you put the first ad out but hadn't said anything. So then I'd sat on it for quite a long time. 
So then when it didn't work out, I was like, no, I think this would be really good. Like I love coaching, but I didn't want to give up my career in nursing and injecting. So it was kind of like the perfect fit for me. Um, But obviously had the same sort of apprehension that like it could be really bad. I value our friendship. So I don't want to ruin that. And I don't know what Meg's going to be like as a boss. could be a (laughs) side And I feel like a lot of people have had bad experiences from working with friends or even having family. Yeah. I think that on that note, like as employers, like we can very easily get really down about those hires in the past not working out, but it's inevitable and it's part of business. Like shit's going to go. And we say that all the time in these episodes, like shit's always going to go wrong in business. And that's what you, what did you say? Like you're, we're like firefighters. Like you're constantly putting out problems and learning, overcoming them them and learning from them instead of just getting beat up. And absolutely for the first few weeks, I was really upset about it because I was so excited. And, and just because like I invested a lot of time into finding that right person. And And I think that's the hardest part. Like we invest as employers like we in doing and, and small business owners we're very involved in that process like we are the person doing that process we don't have like a HR team or whatever that's doing the hiring and it's detached from us like we invest so much time and you know now seeing me hire other people like we invest so much time energy and money into hiring people that when it doesn't work out it is really really disheartening so yeah the things we've learned obviously to get us here yeah is what we want to obviously share with you guys Mm. well let's get stuck into let's break down the key factors that contribute to a great working dynamic I feel like on the back of what I just said to kick things off having a clear plan of what you need from that employee so yeah. setting clear expectations. Clear expectations, 100%. And having the clear plan, but then also being able to clearly communicate that. So, yes. yeah, I think from both of our perspectives, like Emily is very clear on what her intended outcomes are for the business from me at any given time and vice versa. Yeah, 100%. I feel like... Like I was saying before, I it gave me a lot of cl- what happened between the first girl and Shironi. It gave me a lot of clarity on what I needed. Like so, from the get go, I had mapped out a plan of this is what it's going to look like. Because, like we've said in you know the communication and the boundaries episodes, you're delaying the inevitable by beating around the bush with things or even if you're unintentionally not clear like you're only going to make it harder for yourself in the future and especially like us being friends and needing to obviously separate that from yeah I think one of the biggest things for us is that we both do have quite a bit of self-awareness so I mean that's always developing and always building but um where we can catch ourselves when we go like oh okay I need to remove myself from this and look at it from their perspective like both of us are really mm. good with taking that step back and being like oh this is how we I think we we digest information differently but I think it works in our favor 100 percent, yeah like it adds value to the business and yeah. to our clients which I think can I, you elaborate on that I just mm-hmm. want to quickly add something it's also super important because obviously I'm blessed that she only is very self-aware and we're both constantly working on that and as a side note obviously when you're hiring you're looking for people with the same values as you and that is a huge one of mine um but it's important as a leader as an employer that if your employee isn't like that that you need to lead by example and I'm saying that because there's been times where there's been a miscommunication because of a lack of you know a system or something in place and so I've been able to go okay, what can I implement into the business so that this doesn't happen again? And we're both good with that. Like, like owning if there is something being like, that was my, that was me, like, sorry. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll never try and make excuses or cover it up or anything like that. We just go like, oh yeah, okay, my bad. I can do it this way. And or you'll say yeah. like, oh, like next time, can we do it like this? And I'm like, yep, yeah, sweet, no worries. And it's like, if you don't have an employee who's as self-aware as she only is, then they could take it as criticism. Like they could think that you're nitpicking or something, but mm-hmm. you know that, like I know that Meg's doing it from like a good place. And I think it's understanding that too. 
And also, like, uh, like I've spoken to people who maybe don't have a great relationship with their with their staff, and you can recognize where if they have a staff member that comes to them with like an issue, the boss or employer is not going to take accountability and and lead by example in that regard. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So then the employee is yeah. not going to take accountability yeah. because the boss doesn't and the boss like will try and act like they're perfect, but they're not. So yeah. the employee won't. Like, yeah, like if you were to say something like, if there was a miscommunication with something between us within the business and she only came to me like unsure about something because of it, I could easily turn that on her. Whereas mm-hmm. I'll, I'll first think, okay, what can I implement here from my end so this doesn't happen again? Yeah, and I think two things on that. Firstly, like with Emily and like with our communication, and I feel like you guys would be the same, when we're discussing work and I'm like, these are the things that need to be done or we're talking about like what we're doing for the day, what she needs from me, what I need from her, we don't attach an emotional meaning to what's being asked. We're just knowing that it's a black and white task that we're talking about and there's no meaning behind me asking her to do something or her needing something from me or whatever it is it's just we both have the same objective to get things done in the business and we're not like and like you said people that aren't so self-aware and Emily's very aware like self-aware as well people that aren't like that can take it like you said Shioni as critical or as like they'll attach a meaning to what's being asked of them and make it personal or about themselves when it's just about the task and then I think also we love to implement a new system Mm. so and I know you guys are the same like if we how often in the business will we like in our meetings we'll be like okay what worked last week and what didn't work and with anything that didn't work we'll both say to each other how can we do that better or what do like I might like with for example Emily has been struggling to get content off me to make something like make a reel for example or like schedule the content for the upcoming weeks so we're like okay I'm like to Emily okay what is going to work best for you to get your job done I'm not going to be like oh my god this is a personal attack I haven't given her the the content I'm going to be like okay what's going to work best for you yeah like and we will go back and forth until we find a plan that's going to work for both of us and if it doesn't work, we refine it and optimize it. And we'll keep doing that until it's working perfectly for what we need it to do in the business. We're not. I think it's like a big thing is like keeping your personal feelings. Like if you have a personal life or something's going on, people tend to like bring that into their job. And then if you were to say to me like, oh, why haven't you been able to do this? And then I'm like, oh like such and such like this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me and then like has nothing to do with it it's actually I'm here to yeah Yeah. I'm here to just get my job done here's a to b like this is what you need and I feel like when we have conversations we don't get like effect like offended because I'll be like but what do you mean like and I like sometimes I have to like press for more information to understand like the end goal as well and I think yeah remembering that we're all like we are on the same team to achieve the same objective as you guys are on the same team trying to achieve the same objective yeah that's like what you were saying about you know different systems and stuff that's so been so prevalent for us with your content yeah like we've had so many conversations about what content she only is doing for the business because and like it's just been a back a constant refining to figure out because and I think as well back on the like leading by example and being open so that your staff are able to be honest with you like if you're honest and if you keep that line of communication open then they'll feel comfortable to be honest with you so like Mm. there's things that she doesn't enjoy doing in the business and they don't affect it's not like something where I'm like well no you have to do it it's like things that we can other people can do or yeah like it definitely there's room for movement so Mm. like content for example there were certain things that she was like I actually really don't enjoy doing this and so I'm like okay cool and we change it and it's like and if you don't communicate that like as an employee you're just going to build resentment like so you're not doing yourself any favors you may as well have that hard conversation then and there and say, look, I don't enjoy doing this. Is there any way around it? Or can we reduce that workload? 
and I'll do more of this instead of this or do it this way but and that's also key what you just said then because you don't just come at me with like I hate this it's like you're taking initiative to go okay I don't enjoy doing this so what can I how can we make it work so it's like very much a team effort I feel like when having like your employer or your boss being able to leave communication like the way you communicate open allows you to be more comfortable and say like because there's so many other roles that I've been in that I'd be like there's no way I would say what I can say to Jess yeah like because she takes what's important not like anything else because sometimes I'll come and I'll be like blah 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 like my brain's like in scrambles like I can't get exactly what I mean but then she's like okay so this is like what you mean and doesn't then mm. take all the other little things that are nothing as she well yeah. so I feel like keeping the communication really like open and clear leaves me to just feel comfortable to be able to say if I'm not liking something if something's not working and if I need help because a lot of the time I'm someone that's like no I've just got to work it out and then I then don't ask for help if that makes yeah. sense I'm like no I don't want her to think I can't do this thing even if it's something so simple but it makes it so much easier. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, for sure. I actually was making notes on that because I feel like in the very early days, like Emily would want to ask me a question and she'd be like, I could tell she'd disregulated because she didn't want to ask me, even if it was like, I'm trying to think of an example, like um, leave or like whatever. And I, like I've said, I remember saying to Emily in the early days, like you can come to me with absolutely anything you want to say to me. The worst I'm going to say is no. Hmm. And that's like, and that's it. Like, it's not, there's no meaning behind the no either. Yeah. Like, but I feel like some people like, I guess like other people's insecurity, like other employee mm. employees you've had, yeah. if you say no, they could be like, oh, it's because of. They'll take it. Like, yeah. They might take it as like a personal. A personal attachment. Attach meaning to it. Yeah. 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 It's like a mirror. Like yeah. everything they're saying is like. Well, like the same same. situation. That's actually funny because of what I was just gonna. I made note about is you already said it. Like I have said to Emily on numerous occasions, what do you like most about your role, and Mm -hmm. what do you dislike in your role? Because if there's something you hate doing, I mean, within reason, like I'm not going to make you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's how I came to learn that she likes the social media which blows my mind because I literally couldn't think of anything worse so now (laughs) her role is very social media focused Mm -hmm. Um, whereas if like I obviously value her very highly as as a staff member and I want her to enjoy her job and Mm -hmm. I want her to be successful and I want her to grow in the role I want her to come back after maternity leave I want to keep offering her like bigger job titles and more money and things like that and if I'm not staying in tune with what she actually enjoys doing then she's not going to want to stay so obviously that's within reason like like, like the I, business don't, I don't like responding to emails sorry I'm yeah, not doing like, that anymore yeah, like, <laughs> it's reasonable, like with the business best interest as the like for hmm. but I want her and this comes into which we'll talk about like aligning her professional goals with her personal goals and making sure that like they they match and I'm helping her achieve her achieve her professional goals to then in turn help her achieve her personal goals so I think yeah being able to have that clear communication where else like you literally just said you guys will discuss what she only does and doesn't like in the role and like customize it accordingly because if there was something that Emily fucking hated doing I can either find someone else to do it, systemize it and automate it so neither of us have to do it. Or if it's something I like to do, then I can do it myself. So I think... And also, like, even just being problem solvers, Mm. there might be a different way it can be done. One of Meg's really good traits is that she will create a safe space. So, and you see that, like, in the way that we communicate, but also in the way that, like, her whole business has been built it's always been a safe space that people have always been able to be honest and open with things with her so I think that's a big yeah yeah that's what I quality trait well that's the best way to say it this is so weird because (laughs) literally it's like the same and I feel like Meg is very safe obviously she's my sister but there's plenty of sister relationships that wouldn't feel safe and Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably the best word to describe Meg to me as a sister is I can 
tell her my most shameful thoughts or like my biggest wins or my lowest lows and they're safe like she's gonna celebrate the wins with me and she's gonna like support me through the lows and hold space for me and like I always feel seen and heard Mm. and I feel the same with you Mm. but that's like what you said Jess about like you highly value Emily that's when you have someone that you value you want to grow together and Mm. by not creating that safe space and not communicating clearly again like I sound like a fucking broke record you're you're delaying the inevitable of them leaving or it not working out Mm -hmm. that's actually funny because I said this morning we're waiting for our avo toast and our coffee and I said how I messaged you saying hey let's make the pot a six-figure biz and then I'll see this four sponsors that pay us 500 per week piece of cake and then I said to Emily something along the lines of then you can come back as the Toby group brand manager rather than the house of browse brand manager and I was like Fuck yeah, because then that's like, we've always talked about her long-term. I mean, anything could happen, right? I'm not stupid. Like she could decide she actually loves being a stay-at-home mum. But like, we've got a loose kind of plan for the future. And I feel like we're always talking about that long-term progression for her. Because like, she's not going to be sitting at the front desk in five years time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the staff, our employees that we value having like a vision for where we see them in the business that they actually would enjoy creates motivation and like inspiration like to motivation kind of, like yeah kind of like motivates you and lets you like get a visual yourself on where you can go you can go instead of in a lot of jobs you've got to a certain position and then that's like it kind yeah. of thing right mm-hmm. like you keep trucking along where it's like i'm not someone that can just not be working on something or not be mm. doing something as well and so. I think that's something that's really clear between us like from a strictly business perspective Emily knows the more money we make as a business the more money she can get paid so mm. it's like the more value she adds the more value I add to her it's mutually beneficial it's not you're not just like turning up to work and, mm. and going home like you've got you and and that's like how many times I've been like if you have a different way that you think this should be done or something that like, you know, any input, like I'm always open to it. What? Literally, we say this to each other all the time. time. I'm I'm literally like, if you ever think there's something, a way that this can be done better. Yeah. And actually, can we just jump back, hip scop and a hip scop? Wow. (laughs) What you said about the the digesting thing, because that's like really, because of that is why I've always been, well, not because of that, but. digesting information like we we perceive things can be really different Mm -hmm. but both beneficial and so like when I'm even like if I'm showing her a new system or whatever I'll be like oh if you think there's a you know we need to tweak anything or if you come across something that can be done better like let me know yeah and that's what I actually love about Emily and I feel like she only would be the same is she because we've got a safe environment and clear communication Emily will just chime in randomly when we're not even talking about it and say, hey, I was thinking about X yeah, and we're thinking we could do this instead or this might work better. And it's not like she's even waiting for a problem to arise to optimise it. And I think that's such that's what makes a valued dynamic. She's using initiative to grow the business. Yeah. Not just sitting in her desk and like doing a through z tasks because i feel like so many people can show up to their job and be, just be happy like mind you I, my task list is massive every week yeah. <laughs> but some people are just happy to be like show up and told what to do and not have to think any anything further with that it's the people that do just rock up to their jobs and tick tasks of a list and then wonder why they're not getting paid more or why yeah. they're not growing in their or business. Or why they're not like, happy in general at their job. Yeah, like you're good at browse because you put in the work uh, on the side of working for me full time. Yeah. Like there's so many employees and even in past experiences with hiring where people don't put in that initiative and they're wondering why they're not getting from A to B. And it's like what we talked about on the last episode is if you want to be promoted you need to prove that you can already do that job. Mm. Someone's not going to promote you without the understanding that you can actually do that job. 
So if you want to be promoted, for example, show up as that person that can already do that job. Yeah, well, and um, I feel like even a lot of clients I've spoken to who will be complaining about, like, let's say their pay or, you know, like a lack of promotion or whatever. And then I'm like, you just need to be able to provide evidence that you are worthy of that. Mm. And like, and then that makes them go, oh, yeah, fuck, actually, I'm maybe not doing all those extra Mm. things that they would need to be doing you can choose to be this way put your best foot forward to add value to then receive value in return and it's mutually beneficial or you can play the victim and do the bare minimum expect like to be handed the fucking that's what i feel like some people have like a mentality of like they expect things yeah yeah like yeah entitlement they expect things to just like show up especially if you're like walking into an already successful business like when I started it's not like you were just five years ago working out of a little room you've like progressed so much already people walk into that and think okay she's this successful this is what like what I see I'm just going to walk in and be handed the next mm-hmm. like successful yeah. thing and then now I'm going to be successful instead of going no I've actually got to put work in like and from our perspective like getting clients and stuff if you're not putting the work in, you're not going to see the clients. Like I feel like some people can walk in and just think it's all going to be there. Like yeah. in a normal job, if you're in your retail retail role in the shop, people walk in because they want to buy a shirt like or whatever. Yeah. That I doesn't have- happen in our jobs. Yeah, and I think there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't see. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys would be the same. And I think it's very easy for people to just, think they can step in and achieve that kind of success but it really yeah there's a lot that goes on behind closed doors that people wouldn't see like it doesn't stop like with all the different like it doesn't it actually doesn't (laughs) stop well i think on the back of that i think that two things one is we are very structured in our weekly meetings mm-hmm. and then on a daily basis touch base on what and this is obviously a very different dynamic to you guys because the way your business is structured is very different obviously we're in salon with each other full time but then on a daily basis with what's going on in the business from a business development perspective I'm fully aware that I'll give Emily a hundred things to do but I'll always be very clear on the priorities and if I'm not, Emily can ask me, out of these 10 things, I'm probably only going to get three or four done today. What's most important? Mm-hmm. So I think being really clear on that. I feel like it keeps me on track anyway. And like motivated if, as yeah, well. and like motivated. Did you guys have anything you wanted to add on that before I go to the next point? I yeah. feel like you literally still haven't said that thing about digesting Yeah, and I didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say that like with digesting information differently, but using it as like a strength with each other. So say like you read an article and one person kind of takes one perspective and the other person mm. takes another perspective. Like we, I think because we both had very like different careers, different upbringings, whatever it is in our, but like in our experiences, we do take different perspectives on things, but then we have the openness to discuss it together. And then we kind of end up like with, double the information and it's like mm. a double whammy of a win because it's like oh shit like I looked at it like this and you looked at it like this yeah. like how cool like it's that's like thing. even in our Facebook group because she only has like set days to post in our Facebook group and at the start there would be things where obviously like through the first few weeks I was very like this is how I want it done and obviously you do that when you're training like someone into your business and then as I like gave her more flexibility with what she was coming up with and stuff, there'd be things where I'd be like, okay, yep, do that. But I would be like, oh, that's going to resonate. And it would be like such a well-performing post. And I'd be like, it's so, so it's good. And I think just to totally digress, I had a lot of fears years ago with hiring because I was like, you know, people want to come to me for me. And I don't know if they're buying you. Yeah. Brand, yeah. Whereas like it's literally been the best thing for the business to have more than one brain and that energy between us and now Lauren, like but from the outside looking in, I've realized people want to be a part of that. It's more versatile too. Like, like you said on a previous app, like not everyone wants to be your friend. So not everyone wants to be, have you as their coach. Like the people that like obviously you guys share a lot of the same values and the business values are obviously core in what you do 
but like someone might resonate with Sharon a tiny bit more than they resonate with you and vice versa. Yeah. We're allowing our businesses to help more people and service more people in it because we're more versatile. Yeah. More than one. Yeah, it creates more value to the businesses mm, because yeah. you've got those different, mm. yeah, different strengths, different, different strengths. strengths. And I think that's also like what you said, like it's so important to maximise each other's strengths and support each other in their weaknesses, right? How like I feel like I my strength is like coming up with the ideas. Obviously, I'm the business owner, mm. but your strength is executing them in mm. a timely manner with your kind of creative flair on them as well. The, I feel like it's very prevalent in all – like I feel the same, like I'm very creative but need help executing. Yeah. Actually, another good example is I'm very assertive in my communication and Emily's comes across softer. Oh, my that God. is literally us. Yeah. <laughs> like if I want, like if if there's, I'll give two examples. So if there's a client that's trying to run rings around Emily, like that's cancelled or no showed and wants their deposit back, for example, that's when I jump on the phone and be like, "Listen up, you agreed to this policy." Obviously, I don't say it like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm like." That like, is literally us. Like, I remember like, it was a few weeks ago. Emily will be like, this is for you. I'm like, I'm like, because I try to like, it's like good cop, bad cop. Yes. I try like being yeah. like really nice and be like, like, this is clearly what you've, like, you've agreed when you've booked your appointment, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, oh, whatever their excuse is. Yeah. And, and then just as I. it comes to me. And obviously this is very rare. It's rare. Like, probably maybe once or twice. Like a handful of times I've had to yeah. just be like, and can you just like, call this person because I just can't. Whereas if I want, even in other staff scenarios where Emily, and also this has been like something we've talked about in terms of your progression, mm-hmm. um, I would get Emily to handle maybe another conversation that I think A, is going to help a progression, but also B, land a little bit softer than if I was to deliver the very assertive Mm. information so we leverage each other's strengths there as well yeah I think so too yeah that's like a few weeks ago when I can't remember who it was but one of our clients I was like oh maybe it was a couple of them that was a trending thing that I'd noticed like people who had late check-ins or something I was like so Shioni you need to be more assertive I think I said aggressive I think she said aggressive because she'd be like good morning sunshine don't get your check-in and it'd be like the third time I was like you gotta fucking be like get your check-in by this time on this day or else yeah I will watch more and I was like can we just take a moment to appreciate yeah yeah. and then like it was like a a couple of weeks later later. she was like can we just appreciate how much more assertive I've been (laughs) and I was like yes because like we can go okay with this type of person you need to be more like Mm. get better results by being more assertive yes and we actually discussed that, like, when we onboard someone, it was like, okay, this is their background. Like, they're going to need a little bit, like, more yeah. of a hard kind of strategy, whereas this person might need a little bit more coddling. And I think coming mm-hmm. from, like, my nursing background as well, I do have, like, that kind of coddling, caring kind of personality. So I, I struggle to be like, no, like, get your shit together, mate. Mm-hmm. And, like, Meg's helped so much with that. But then also, like, I know if I get it on a, a call with a potential client, there'll be certain people I'm like, this person will just do so fucking well with Shioni because, mm. of, because of that as well. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Building on those strengths. Yeah. So another thing that I think is really important in terms of our working relationship is boundaries. And obviously we have a whole episode on this, so if you haven't listened, go the fuck back. But... <laughs> For example, and this would you, I'd like to hear your you both of your take on this because obviously you're not in salon together like we are. Your dynamics are very different, but we do not talk about work outside of work hours. And Emily has her own phone, and then we have the salon phone. So any work stuff, I message the salon phone. So she's not like she's dealing with the work related things when she comes into the salon, and. That way, if she gets a text from me, she knows it's like from a friendly perspective, not a work perspective. I think that's really important because I think even in roles I've had in corporate before, like the trauma around lack of boundaries, and that was my own fault for not creating them and like honoring them. But I think it creates a lot of resentment. I have a lot of clients that that's a regular, like that's a regular conversation I'm having with clients about their 
work-life balance because they'll be checking in, super stressed, burnt out, not able to put time in for them, their, their own self-care and their training and nutrition, et cetera. And it's because they're lacking boundaries. Like they'll be checking emails on the weekends and or and obviously there's mm-hmm. going to be times where, you know, sometimes you have to work outside hours and et cetera. But uh, so fucking important. Very different. Like we can obviously talk about our dynamic because... Yeah, it is very different because we don't have like that in salon time weekly. So it is a lot of mess- personal messages, but we're both really good at being like, this is a, like, you know, at the top of it being yeah. like, this is a work message, not we're urgent. Like, asterisks, yeah. ignore this till you're working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like don't have to read it, don't have to action it. Like we're both very clear on like, you know, when we kind of want a response on it. And that's like when I introduced the welcome pack for our clients, which was like six months ago, I said to Shani, what day do you want to have like no communication because obviously if she wasn't working two other jobs it'd be different it'd be very different but I was like I don't want you to feel like you have to because she's obviously very on the ball with client responses and we've got whilst we have a 24-hour response time like generally you're earlier than that and so I was like you need to have more boundaries like (laughs) yeah like what day do you actually not want to reply to people yeah I'm like oh Oh, that's an option. I just want to get it back to you. Yeah, like yeah, I remember yeah. a few weeks or months ago, I said to Shioni, you need to stop replying to my work messages when you're not working. Not working. Like I literally, because she's like literally the most on the ball person with replying. Like even if it doesn't need a reply, she'll reply. It's true. And it's true. I was like, you need to like actually stop replying to me. And I'm like, why? I'm. I think it's one of those things where it's like, I do juggle a lot of things. So it's yeah. like, okay, like if I can sort this out now, I'll sort it out now. If I can't yeah. sort it out now, I'll reply later. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I remember, I can't remember what it was, but you had something on you were like, oh, sorry. It was, it had been like a day till she'd replied and she was like, yeah, sorry, I had this. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, she literally said that. She was like, I'm so glad you didn't reply earlier. I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> I feel like because we do have like the boundary in place that, she'll message the the salon phone if she actually needs something from me like and she's calling my phone and it's like or it's my day off or outside or she sent me a message like I need this answer then I don't just go oh fuck here we go again here we go again again. like doing yeah instead it's like it must actually be important instead of like just so not that the salon phone messages aren't important but it'll be like respond to like this or we're gonna do this and it's like reminders kind of thing as opposed to like if she's asking for something I'm like okay I'm happy to like actually answer yeah whereas like, like the blue moon it's not like every week yeah. it allows you yet yeah, to not get to that point where you resent coming into work because yeah. you can be present at work and then you can be present at home yeah and I feel like when you walk in and you have those things ready to go to start like your day or like whenever you're working then you know like this is my working time and I'm gonna get yeah. those things done Whereas when they start to come through, I'm likely to, number one, forget about it. If mm. if it's like, if you message me and it's like seven o'clock the night before I get into work, there's 20 emails to reply to. I'm like, that one thing that you've said is full out. Because I've, un, like, I've, it's not like the notification that I need mm. to read. Whereas the salon phone will be like 25 messages. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be Jess and I just don't open it until I know, like, now's You're my time to, to work it. through those, yeah. 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 So I feel like it's better for executing work yeah. that it's completely separate as well. Yeah, like. for sure. Um, the last thing I wanted to add that I think is really important, and again, this would be more prevalent for our dynamic because we're full-time together. We do like a quarterly performance review part, goal setting part, forward planning, like the staff members, like so in this case, obviously Emily's personal goals, her professional goals, and then how we can align those. So say her personal goal is like, I'm just plucking something out of there, buy a house. Obviously we want to work towards like an increase in income. So that's when we've like, for example, taught her both brow techniques so she can then make more money doing um, treatments as well as her full-time role. I guess the goal of it is A, the performance review side of things to make sure that she's contributing to the business in the way that serves the business and that she's happy in her role and that there's nothing she needs from me to support her better 
or you know things she can improve on or areas that she doesn't feel confident in that we can improve uh, or provide more training around and things like that but I think the important part for a long-term perspective I think is making sure that what she's doing in her role is working towards her achieving her personal and professional goals I think from a leader's perspective and a good business owner's perspective, there's no point in her being in a role that is not supporting those things because she's not going to want to stay. So the second, I think we could, there'd be a lot of people that can resonate to being in jobs that don't support their personal and professional goals. And like, that's not a long-term game plan, in my opinion, when we can sit down quarterly and go, okay, what are you trying to achieve in life? What are you trying to achieve professionally? What do you need from me to get you there? What do you need? To, what work do you need to do to get you there? And then, and those two things sync together to get her there. Yeah, I love think that's yeah. I feel like it, yeah, it's like a chance to obviously work out where you want to be progressing. Yeah, which then motivate continually motivates you as opposed to like other jobs might just pop up a performance review every now and then when something's happened and it's about something mm. that happened instead of actually. Mm. And caring about a continual growth growth yeah and actually that's a very important and I think what you guys have touched on and we've talked about is that we haven't said these words specifically but I think it's very clear in how we work together as pairs that we're very proactive rather than reactive so I'm like, literally just thinking that <laughs> yeah like in the way we're always trying to optimize but then also in the way that um we want to forward plan for her progression and the business's growth so that we don't face the problems that we then have to resolve. Like mm. it keeps things running really smoothly, but it also ignites like a fire in her for like, oh, I could be here in three, six, nine, 12 months time. I'm going to put in the work and this is what I need from Jess and we're going to mutually succeed and grow. Mm. That's what I love about all four of us actually. Yeah, I feel that so hard because especially being like with the coaches that I hire, I want to find people that want to, like you always obviously want to find people that want to grow with the business. So if you're not giving them an opportunity to like have input. And that's where I find like where the hires have not worked out for me, they potentially weren't the type of personality that thrives off growing and the journey and continually working towards being better and education and learning and just growing yeah that's why it's so important to find people that align with your values too yeah yeah because I think it's important to find people that align with your values but have different strengths yes correct and it's understandable that that's hard like for an employer to gauge off one meeting like I think yeah. it's, there's a lot of value yeah, in that's... having a couple of meetings and having a trial period you know yeah which we really we did, did we, yeah we had a really good trial period of you know I would do the check-ins but Meg would look over it and yeah we'd like have a lot of back and forth before mm. and yeah I think that's like having those kind of probationary probationary periods are really good Mm. and also that's all like the saying we've said before about higher slow fire fast mm. like to so take your time to find the right people but if they don't align get them out <laughs> adios <laughs> amigo <laughs> with staff in general and hiring and working with other people not all people are going to be the right fit for everyone like I have a completely different personality to so many people that I've worked with but I think once you have values that align and it doesn't have to be like personal values, like outside of work, but when you're in the same environment, having similar goals and similar perspective on where you want to be makes everything 10 times better. Like for instance, Jess loves exercise. Like you at the gym, you're doing all of these things. Will you see me there? I've attempted, doesn't work well for me. It's not the end of the world. But like, it doesn't matter because when we're at work, it's work-based. Whereas I feel like when other people have potentially been employed, they're like thinking the way they see your life in general. And so like all of these other things, which is great that you like are into, mm -hmm. but they think that's where they align as opposed to aligning with the actual business mm -hmm. itself. 
if that makes Very sense. That makes total sense because I had, like, I've obviously got my personal highest values, but then also went through what the business values are, which are mm. going to be similar, but yeah, different. Mm. And also yeah. the difference between your values and your hobbies or mm, yeah, that's what I mean. doing your time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like as well, because like social media is such a big presence as well. Like I obviously, I followed both of your accounts before working with you. And so you see like that person's life and how they're like, and you perceive it in a certain way. And people then think, oh, if I work with this person, that's now going to be my life. And then when that doesn't work, it creates like insecurity or jealousy because you can see like, wow, Jess is doing, able to do this. Why can't I? Like, but it just leaves because I feel like I've like I see that on like working with other people they start to get that bit of resentment in that way and then when things aren't working out for them when they haven't put the work in in work Mm. that's when it suffers that's really interesting you've never voiced that to me before and that's I've thought of it so many times but it's like because I because I am like the soft and people seem to like gravitate and tell me like within the first few days of working with people and because I'm at the front like people feel like obviously they can talk to me and I can listen which is like something that I've had to learn to be like okay boundary because it was like affecting me too much but I feel like listening to the different things that people say to me over time it's not even the job role that is something that is hard it's a, like more of that personal thing because I feel like once you have the friendship they're thinking more on your friendship than showing up for your job whereas I feel that's like that's so I, interesting interesting that's a really valid insight yeah I think like my perspective is different coming from having my own online business and knowing what goes into it I really had that appreciation of what you built and how much work and time it takes and knowing that I couldn't like I didn't want to pursue that full time so I wanted to keep my other side things but loved coaching so I knew coming on board with you I know how much work you put into it I know how much it takes and that it's a constant thing it's a constant development thing it's always like really showing up and and it does take a lot um so it's a really different kind of perspective I think when I came into that so having that as a background but it, I know even like yeah that's interesting too because obviously I've just hired Lauren and she's completely different again which it will be um, like every time with every employee yeah. yeah I think yeah it's really easy for people to look in from the outside and go oh this person's so lucky mm-hmm. without realizing the actual work behind it and that yeah if you want to jump on board and join me be my guest I would love to have you but at the same time there's very few people that really want to do the work yeah they're only seeing the tip of the iceberg not yeah work underneath yes so guys Meg and Shirani's laptop or computer has just died so uh, we're going to wrap this one up we trust you found value in this episode um thank you very much to our special guests Emily and Shirani for joining us on the pod today thanks for the debut how'd you find it it was good it was like, yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, proud of you. Thank you. Pushing you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, definitely always. out of my comfort zone. <laughs> Throw you in the deep end, like yeah. I, as I like to do. I'm not sure what the next ep is on. We'll keep you posted, but please follow us on Instagram at Talk Toby to Me Pod and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, don't forget that we are soon launching our Q and A segment. It is completely anonymous, so. Please send through your um, questions or advice and Megan and I will answer how we would handle the scenario. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye.